We're going to talk about today a series that I'm starting on the Holy Spirit, our guide for life. Isn't that good news that you don't have to live this life alone, that you're not just limited to your own resources, your own knowledge, your own thoughts, your own uh, wherewithals, but you have uh, a direction from above. Divine headquarters is giving you instructions for your life, for each and every one of us. We don't have to rely on just what we know because all we know is what we see, what we hear, what's been presented to us. But the Holy Spirit knows the past, the present, and the future, and he can tell you which way to go. Not only does he know the future, he can make the future happen good for you. The Bible says that when Joseph was in prison and in Potiphar's house, the Bible says that whatever Joseph did, the Lord made it to prosper. Amen? That means no matter what you do, if you're following the Holy Spirit, things are going to turn out well for you. Even though you don't see the end from the beginning, but he does and he knows. So our advice is to look to him, trust in him. And, you know, we're only a product of what we listen to and what we do. Did you know that? And, and, and so we, you, you take someone that doesn't, you know, is down and out, going downhill. You put them next to a person that knows what to do and get, has resources and can talk to them. And if they listen to them, they'll do what the person says to do, and they'll just raise up and have success in their life. The Holy Spirit wants to do that for us. I know even in our own life, in our family, we have three people in our family, and whenever we make, go to make a decision, we come together and we ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. And when he does, we have a solution that can solve our problems that we wouldn't have come up with by ourselves. So we have to rely on each other. I can remember one time my wife and I, we were going to go buy a new car. And, uh, you know, she wanted to buy a Mercedes. And, you know, only certain people can have Mercedes. <laughs> talk about in this in this area right in right in here no I'm sorry so um, we were going to a church where everybody had these nice cars and so it was you know no problem but we our finances weren't cr quite there yet and so my wife said well when are we going to buy when are we going to go when are we going to look uh, come on <laughs> you know how you ladies are <laughs> let's get moving let's get moving and so then she said she had this bright idea let's just go out and look now, you ladies know what that means. <laughs> Let's go out and look and buy. <laughs> so we went to a, a dealer, and we were going to get, I don't know, it was like a year old or something, and it was a beautiful burgundy Mercedes. Oh, it was so nice. Inside with the tan interior, the leather seats, we sat in there, we went for a drive. Oh, this is what the Lord wants us to have. I know it. <laughs> so we get there, we park it again, and uh, so Marianne's on one side of the car, the, the hood, and I'm on the other side. And so the, the salesman goes, well, let's go into the office and just check out, see how the numbers look. So he went out, he started walking, and I looked at my wife, and she looked at me, and I just got this check in your spirit. I don't know if you ever had that before. We're just like, eh, don't do it. And I go like, how am I going to convince my wife? And I look over, and she says, we can't buy this car. I just got a check in my spirit. I go, well, praise the Lord. Let's go home, dear. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit will help you. Amen? Now, do you think that you're smarter than the Holy Spirit? No. The Bible says he searches all things and knows all things. And he can tell you what to do. He can tell you who to marry. Did you know that? 
You know, I have this little card here. Someone sent it to me. I don't, let me see if I still have it. Someone sent this to me. I don't know. I'll try to guess who said this. It says, God whispered love, and you came into my life. He said, companion, and then you were there by my side holding my hand. He smiled forever, and that's when I knew I'd always love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Signed, Sean. <laughs> Mary Ann. <laughs> when you know, when you know. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> When you know it's the right person, you, the Holy Spirit will confirm it with you. And so that when you're married and you go through trials and tribulations, you know, but the Lord said that this is the one for me, so I'm going to believe that he's going to work everything out. Amen? You don't have to worry and get frustrated. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. No, he put you together. Whom God has put together, let no man put asunder. Amen? So who we listen to and who we lean on is the one that's going to keep us in peace so that we won't be in a state of confusion like this man right here. I mean, there's that guy right there. <laughs> oh, you know, it's a funny thing. You know, it's a Columbo right there, and he, he doesn't seem to know too much. And we don't want to be like Columbo walking around saying, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't... Gee. You know, God gives us direction in our life. We want to have a beautiful pathway isn't that nice? See, God wants us to have peace. The Bible says what? Follow after peace. If there's no peace, don't follow it. Don't go that way. Now, when you hear the Holy Spirit, how, how do you hear the Holy Spirit? You, you have to be one with him. You have to have fellowship with him. And then when you're fellowshipping with him, you'll learn his language. He'll be able to speak to you. It's like when you were, when you were uh, born... You didn't have to go to English class to learn how to speak English, did you? You just were dropped in that family, and then you just all of a sudden started saying, goo goo, dad, dad, daddy, give me something to drink. It's just that that's the way it worked, right? Now, if you were dropped in a Spanish family, you were going to learn Spanish. So when you're dropped in the Holy Ghost school, when you're dropped in his language, he's going to speak to you, and you're going to have a pathway of life. Amen? So let's look at this here. Now, Jesus... Before he left, he was with his disciples. The Lord woke me up this, with this uh, the other day. And you know, the Lord will wake you up and give you nuggets of truth. He'll tell you which way to go because sometimes when you sleep on it, you wake up, you're fresh, and he can speak to you before you start getting all cluttered and wanting to do things and take out the trash and all that stuff. But he's talking to the disciples here. And it's an amazing thing what he said. Let's see what he said. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You can't handle it. You can't handle the truth. Isn't that what he was telling them? I got a lot of things to tell you. What, what, what was he, if he could tell them, what would he tell them? He'd tell them, you know what? As I am in the world, so are you. You are seated together with me in heavenly places. The works that I do, you will do also. I mean, he could have told them a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to have the mind of Christ. You're going to have the power of God residing on the inside of you. You can speak to situations and have them come to pass. That's what he was saying to them. But he says, however, I can't give them to you right now. You can't handle it. It's like talking uh, to a 10-year-old uh, trying to tell him trigonometry. It's like, I don't know about trigonometry. What is that? 
And the disciples couldn't catch on to spiritual things because they hadn't quite learned and known what Jesus would have done for them. I know this, I just thought of this when I was preparing the lesson. When I was in college and I was working at a grocery market and there was a manager there that he wanted to, you know, make conversation with me, just to kind of bridge the gap and kind of talk. And so he's trying to make conversation. He says, well, what are you taking in school? I said, well, I'm taking, you know, the usual English and science and math. He goes, oh, I was good in math. I go, really? He goes, yeah, I was good at my gozintas. Uh, your gozintas? What's a gozinta? Anybody know what a gozinta is? I know you know. I said, well, what's a gozinta? I mean, I've taken, I've taken calculus, algebra, trigonometry, geometry. I never took a gozinta. What's a gozinta? He goes, you know, like two goes into four. Two times. Four goes into 16. Oh, gozintas. Okay, okay. I said, you know what? I, I, think, this, I think I need to move on. <laughs> but he said, no, no, go back. Not, not you move on. Howbeit, when, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears... In heaven, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Come on, talk to me. The Holy Spirit's going to tell us what's going to happen. We're not employing him. We're not getting him to, we're not utilizing him. We're putting him on the couch and we need to say, Holy Spirit, what's going to happen? You say, well, I don't know how that works. Just try it. Ask. If you don't, if you don't have it, ask, the Bible says. Ask and you shall receive. He'll show you things. He'll tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Amen? Amen. This is a good thing. This is a good thing that he will do that for you. So, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. We get an inside track onto what's happening on this earth. We have, a, we have an inside scoop. You want the scoop? Holy Spirit will tell you, do this, buy that. Do this, say this. Go here, do that. And you're there, and you're like, oh, you're so, you're so smart. It wasn't me. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen? My wife asks me sometimes, well, what are you going to do about a certain situation? I don't know. I'll talk to you in the morning. <laughs> I got to go sleep with my Lord. And when I wake up, he'll tell me the answer. It's so nice. You know, in the world, they, it's against the law to have inside, insider trading. If you're working for a company, you know what they're going to do ahead of time, and then you... You know, buy the stocks at the right time and you get, you get an advantage. It's against the law. But it's not against the law to ask the Holy Spirit what's going to happen before it happens. And then watch him work and then you get blessed and you just go, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, you know what? When you don't know what to do, what do you do? <laughs> Take time out and employ the Holy Spirit to minister in your life. Now, I know you all know this, but I'm trying to encourage you to get you activated to wanting to use the Holy Spirit, because I don't want you to be this, I don't want you to be mad, and I don't want you to be sad. <laughs> I want you to take some time out and spend time with the Lord. Amen? All you have to do is just t pull yourself aside, let the Holy Spirit talk to you, because he's yearning to. He wants to. He wants to guide you. He doesn't want to, I can just see him going, oh, no, he's not going to do that again, is he? <laughs> he's not going to go there. I've tried to talk to him. I remember uh, Norval Hayes was saying that 
one of his friends got a, bought a franchise, and they were wild, you know, wild, widely successful. And he asked the Lord, Lord, why didn't you tell me about that franchise? He said, I tried to, but you just weren't listening. And how many times are we not listening to the Lord that wants to give us suggestions and thoughts about how to do things? So the next thing that he said to him, he says, same chapter, Jesus says, he will glorify me, talking about the Holy Spirit, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Do you, do you get the impact of that? He will take what is mine and declare to all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So all that God has, he gave to Jesus, and all that Jesus had, he gives to us. We should, we should be taking authority in situations. We should be able to speak to situations and have them change. You know, Marianne was talking about the Valentine's party. And when we went to the, uh, we had an explosion. We, only, we had 40 people like a week before the event. And all of a sudden, people started calling and people wanted, hey, do you have two tickets? You have, I got to bring my family. You got seven. I'm going, what? okay, okay. I mean, I'm like the Lord. You know, every, whosoever will, we'll make it work. <laughs> so we got up to 92 people. So we had to go to the owner and said, you know what? We got a problem. We're in this room. It only has 40. We, we got to go to 92 he, and the receptionist said, well, I don't think that that's going to happen because it's such, so crowded on Saturday night. We need that for the restaurant people. And I go, well, uh, just talk to him and see what he says. He called me back and he says, okay, well, we can do that, but can you get out by 8 o'clock? Starts at 6, get out at 8. My wife said, I don't think so. <laughs> Not this crowd. <laughs> it's hard to get rid of this crowd once you get them in. <laughs> You know, ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. <laughs> and so I said, well, can you split the difference and do it at 8.30? She goes, he goes, yeah. My wife says, still not enough time. So we went down there and met him in person, face to face, eyeball to eyeball, <laughs> and said, sir, we're with the church. We're tithers, no. <laughs> uh, what can we do? How can we arrange this so that we can stay? He goes, well, I tell you. You know, it's a busy day. It's not fair to have people wait for two hours or three hours, you know, for their meal, and you, you'd be tying up that room. And so we just kept talking and talking, and finally, my, my wife, you know, in her lovely way, we'd really like to have it till nine. We really have a special program. And he goes, okay, I'll give it to you nine, but if there's a lot of people, you know, you're going to have to leave. I said, you don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> you, 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 don't, you know I'm a child of God. Do you, you, you know... That God's hand is upon me in this church. You, you're going you're gonna to throw us out? You don't know who you... I said to me and the Lord, I said, Lord, just cause it so that there's not a lot of people at 9 o'clock. Just hold the, hold the people until we're done. So we get ready to, on Saturday, if you all remember. And all of a sudden, I put my tux on. And I go outside, and it's raining. I said, what is this? I went on the computer. Was there a forecast of rain? No. Sunny. What is happening with the rain? We're rebuking the rain. Lord, what is happening here? It wasn't too bad, just a little bit. But what happened was, a lot of people didn't want to go out to eat that night. <laughs> he held them back. <laughs> so that we had a good old time. And at the end at 9 o'clock, he says, you don't have to just take your time, whatever. You, you know, enjoy yourself. I said, well, praise the Lord. We have power and authority in God. 
And that's what you have to learn, that you're kingdom-minded people. You're, ki- you're, 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 you're kings and priests in the kingdom of God. BJ was having a, a, a lung problem. And uh, I don't know if I gave this, gave this testimony or not yet, but she, her lungs had collapsed, and she wasn't having any... She couldn't breathe. She had to be on medications to breathe. And so my wife and I, we went over there, and we commanded those lungs to be whole and, and healed. And she was on meds, so she couldn't really tell if she got healed or not. But she went to bed that night, and she said, in the middle of the night, the Lord, in a vision started operating on her and, and, and putting things in that needed to be put in and taking things out that needed to be taken out. And she woke up the next day and she said, I can breathe perfectly well. I'm not on any medication or anything. We, Jesus said, you can't handle what I'm going to tell you, but now because we have the New Testament uh, epistles with Paul, it was sharing what Jesus has done for us, We can take what was God's that was given to Jesus, and now we're supposed to do it. No more are we trying to touch the hem of his garment. Guess what? People are trying to touch our hem of the garment to get healed. Our shadow, as we walk by, people are supposed to get healed. We're supposed to bring peace to situations. Amen? We're not supposed to... Let things happen to us. We're supposed to make things happen to them. We're supposed to be... uh, uh, advocating and administering the, the, the Spirit of God upon people. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So let's see here. You don't want to be mad. You don't want to be sad. You want to get away and pray. And uh, the next scripture is, see, we don't know what God has given to us. But what we need to do is read the last will and testament. God has shown us that when Jesus left, he died, he left a testament. He left a will for us. We need to read the will. We need to find out what God has revealed to us so that we can be partakers of it. Amen? Let's look at what it says here in 1 Corinthians 2.9. As it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. What is that saying? Your eye gate, your ear gate, your thinking cannot comprehend all the wonderful things God has for us. Did you know that? Think as hard as you want. Imagine as big as you want. God says he'll give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Ephesians 3.20. Think on, young men and women of God. God wants to give you things that you cannot uh, believe. Praise the Lord. But he's going to talk to you. He's going to tell you things. I remember one time when my wife and I were... not. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Come on, honey. (laughs) We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. (laughs) But what what I'm trying to tell you is you have this gift on the inside of you, but we have to exercise it. We have to have our senses senses exercised to discern good and evil and to find what God is telling us. You get those feelings once in a while, don't you? Don't go here. Don't go there. Stay away, do this, do that. That's God speaking to you. We, we always say, something told me that I shouldn't do this. Well, that something is someone, the Holy Spirit. So we have to have our senses exercised. Our spiritual man has to be activated. We can't just casually 
expect God to do what he's supposed to do without our spirits being able to receive it. So we have to exercise. And that word exercise in Hebrews 5.10 means to go to the spiritual gym, work out, pray, read your Bible, meditate, contemplate on him, confess, do those things, spiritual things, and you'll be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now, I met a guy that was uh, strong and in, in, in natural. Let's see, let's see this guy. This guy. There he is. Now, he told me that in six weeks I can look like him. Do you think that's possible? You, you don't think so? Six weeks, yeah, I could be just as big as him. Is that right? Six years? I don't even think in six years. <laughs> but what we have to do is, he, did he get that way overnight? Did that just happen? Did he just think about it and all of a sudden, bloop, bloop. <laughs> He had to exercise himself. Do you think you're going to get spiritually mature in one week, two weeks, or even six weeks? No, you have to, it's a lifetime of learning and following and listening to the Holy Spirit so that we can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen? You're bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. God can do great things on you, but we have to get into, who is that guy? <laughs> who is that masked man? <laughs> he is, well, they, they said he was Mr. Universe, but I don't know if he was, because I looked it up and I didn't see his name in there, but he's definitely a bodybuilder and kind of a nice looking guy, and if you guys, you ladies want to have his number, I can <laughs> hook you up. But anyway... We better go to the scripture because you guys are all. <laughs> uh, you missed everything I said in the beginning. <laughs> Lord, I just, I said, that's the one. <laughs> okay. The things that we can't see and hear and know in our own strength, the Bible says God has revealed them to us through his spirit. What does reveal mean? It means that it was hidden, you didn't know it, and all of a sudden it's open to you. It's revealed like a magician makes a, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you see it and all, you don't see it, and then all of a sudden, poof, there's a, a bird or a dove or a ball, or whatever. It's, it has to be revealed to us. And when you see it, when God speaks to you, you go, ah, oh, yeah, so easy. And when he reveals it to you, it's steady and sure, and it'll cut through, and it'll be the exact answer that you need. So I'm encouraging you, why waste time just trying to go through life, doing your own thing and relying on your own intelligence? Go to the Central Intelligence Agency. Go to the one that can tell you and direct you and where you're supposed to go. Doesn't make sense for Peter to walk on the water, get out of the safety of the boat and walk on a water that has a tornado going on. Does that make sense? doesn't make sense to take uh, two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 5,000. That doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense to march around Jericho six times, be quiet, and then the seventh time shout and the walls come down. That doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense to praise God in the midst of trials and see situations change when they weren't until you started praising him. doesn't make sense, but it makes spiritual sense. So that's what we have to do. We have to be informed on a different level. On a spiritual level, we have to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, and you know what? You'll be happy when you do it. How, how, do you, how can you be happy when you're not doing what God has told you to do? How, how is it to get to heaven and then God said, you know what? You did a lot of good things, but you didn't do what I asked you to do. 
Boy, can I go back down? Why wait? You know, my, my, my son, he got a lot of A's in school. In fact, he got all A's in school. And he heard it from a, a preacher that says, if you want to get an A, ask the teacher, what do you need to do? What does he need to do to get an A? So he would do that in all classes. He said, what do I need to do to get an A? And they, she, he, he or she would tell him. And he got A's. Well, we should ask the Lord, what do you want us to do? And if you ask him what to do, and he tells you what to do, and you do it, you can be happy. Amen? Otherwise, you're going to be just walking around, hoping, wishing, and guessing that maybe you're doing what God has told you to do. Get close to him. Let him speak to you, and he'll tell you what to do. We don't want to be ignorant. Some of us have degrees of ignorance. <laughs> but we have to know what our supernatural inheritance is, what God has left to us. And so all we need to do, let me see, did I finish that scripture? Yeah, I think enough. Here's what you need to do. Take some time out and pray. I'm encouraging you, church. We're moving into new ground this year. We're going into the spirit realm. We're asking the Lord to guide and direct us in the way that we're supposed to go. Behold, all things are new. Old things are passed away. We don't have to live life just the same old, same old, right? We have to say, okay, Lord, what do you have for us? What, where do you want to take us? How do you want to stretch us without the marks? The, How can you stretch us? Last two scriptures. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might know. You say, that I might know. The things that have been freely given to us by God. God has an open platter of things and blessings and abundance for us, for provision. He said, I want to give you all this. Let me talk to you and show you how to get it. Let me reveal it to you. Let me open it up to you so you can see, so you can just walk right in it. Amen? And the last scripture, so we want to get, go back. We want to get on that highway of peace, that straight way that God has prepared for us, that we can have provision, we can have joy, we can have love in our hearts, and you don't have to fret. You don't have to be in confusion because you know God is taking you where he wants you to go. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for loving us so much that you've given us things that we can't even imagine. We can't even suppose uh, all the wonderful things that you have for us. But Lord God, you've freely given them to us. And we ask you to reveal them to us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to touch the hearts of these people and the lives so that they can come to know you in a more fuller way that we may know the, the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of your love for us. So let's just pause a minute and let the Holy Spirit talk to you. I, I want the Holy Spirit to make an adjustment in your life, saying, you know what? I'm going to start leaning on him more. I'm start, going to start believing in him more so that I can see all the wonderful things that he has planned for me come to pass in my life. So, Father, I thank you that you minister to your people right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.